Hello there, welcome to episode number 60. Same age as Ian Wright. Same age as Ian Wright, buddy. That's how old this podcast is. Ian Wright, right, right. Yeah. Hey. He Ian. remembers the 90s. He does remember. It. I mean, you say a lot of things about me. He scored a hat trick against San Marino. Remember that? He actually got four in that game. He did, yeah, the 7 1 game where, yeah, mm. they scored the fastest ever goal. Yeah. 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 Leading to a Stuart Pierce back pass in the yeah. end of 10 seconds. One of the fastest international goals ever. Certainly one of the most shocking. Oh, yeah. I just remember Motti going, I don't believe this. <laughs> Did he say, I don't believe it. I don't it believe it, he says. Yeah, I know that wasn't John Watson. Um, anyway, hello. Welcome to True Cult Pop, episode number 60. As I said, of True Cult Pop, it's a music podcast. It isn't a 90s football podcast. If it was, presumably we'd have a lot more listeners. Oh. Yeah, we probably would, yeah. unfortunately. It's me, Stephen Hill. I hope you're all right. I hope you're having a nice time. I'm delighted to be here once again to stir that musical pot with you for another week. And I'm joined by the salt, the pepper, the saute, the little garlic flakes, the things Ooh. that make this stew, this podcast stew that we're making so nice. delectably tasty. It's Mr. Gaz Jones. You there. Yes, Hello, you. man. <laughs> Hello, Steve. <laughs> That's enough of that now. It's enough of that. Enough That's of that. enough of Hello. that. Hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. I'm hoping that people would have gone, oh, they're still doing that, are they? That voice. Because <laughs> the voice you just heard is oh. the end of a record that we did on Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, the cult Channel 4 comedy show that you can listen to now on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash true cult pop. If you sign up over there for any amount, you can go and listen to basically me doing Matt Berry and an impression of Matt Berry for ages. And then Gaz kind of picking up that baton and doing it. And we just end up basically going, hello, man, you man. And if you've listened to it, you're probably going, they still doing that little peek behind the curtain for you chaps and chapettes uh, there's been about three minute gap between us <laughs> recording that and yeah. recording this so even yeah. though in well, your quite, mind in the sands of time there might be quite a big gap between it in reality for us those things are frustratingly interlinked i'm going yeah. to say yeah barely any distance between the two no distance Just literally a gulp of water that's the distance it was. I had a lovely big gulp of water because I tell you what, it does make your throat go dry when you're going, you man, you with the face. Doing Matt Berry impressions makes Definitely. your throat go dry. Definitely. It really nice. does. So welcome to the show. Like I say, even though we haven't mentioned music at all yet, this is a music podcast. As I said, you can go to our Patreon page. Here's some music. We did our special finally. Apologies for the delay on that. On Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen Yay. came out this week. It was good. It was good. Apologies for the drilling. Any of you that heard the edited <laughs> but not entirely edited version of that. Steve, I Steve it's, yeah. it's natural ambiance. Chill out. <laughs> that is not natural ambience. And me stopping for three minutes. And no, just going, no, you get you getting uh, angry ruined the natural ambiance, really. I was you, I was getting you, angry. you headbutting the mic and going <sighs> I didn't hit that mic. Come on, let's not let's not spin a yarn here. Let's not spin a yarn. Let's be real. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure I have a, I have a, I have a pictorial memory in my head of you doing this. It's hardly I, head. I, I, was, I, was, I, I felt, you, you literally just fell asleep standing up like this. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Stop getting Alan Partridge wrong. 
Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Yes, you can go to patreon.com forward slash true cup up. Sign up for our five pound tier. The old Bruce Springsteen Born to Run special is with you. It will be followed hot on the heels of that on this feed here. We're going to be giving you a free classic album just to show you how we do things over there on mm. the follow up to that album, Darkness on the Edge of Town. We're going to get that out as soon as we possibly can. And then yeah. we go straight into the next thing, which will probably be the beginner's guide to landfill in yeah yeah why not it's the start of silly season so let's get silly let's um silly let's let's get some vampire weekend earworms going i listened to that today because they're on the bill for the primavera was announced Fuck Today, off. Are they still a thing? Are they they're still playing. Vampire no Weekend playing. fucking way. Mm. So if I want to, I can go and see them next year because I have tickets for Primavera. Imagine watching Vampire Weekend As in 2024. As opposed to on the, Gibbons or Pulp. Yeah, or the Deftones. They yeah, they are. Do yeah. Good lineup, by the way, Primavera. I wasn't sure if we are going to mention it, but I think maybe we will. We should probably say on the show this week, we didn't really know what to do. So we thought, what's an easy thing to do? And you all seem to quite like it. So, so many suggestions came in for the box A, B and C game that we did, which we'll explain the rules to later, that we're just going to, we're going to do another round. We're going to do another round of that. Hope that's all right with all of you. Also, we'll be talking about a rock show and we've got old people in the news. Really old people, isn't it? Really just old people. Old geriatric centric. We're all inclusive round here. It's not fucking Radio 1. Oh. Randy, you know, everyone's welcome in this fruity little club. Yes, Cliff Richard and Olivia Rodrigo, come on in. Come on in. You're well, all Olivia, you, come on in. Cliff, just, it's not that, it's Cliff, not that sort of party, mate. Maybe not. You're going to need to put some weight on before you're going to do that. So, <laughs> what should we start by talking about? We can talk about the song that we have stuck in our heads individually. Now, I'm going to do mine first because yours blurs into our gig review, doesn't it? So it does, yeah. Certainly it does. does. So let's kick off. <laughs> this week, I have mostly been listening to the album Isles by the band Bicep, the Northern Ireland electronic music duo Bicep, the album Isles from 2021. Didn't listen to it until right at the end of 2021. I believe the album actually came out um in in january 2021 and it took me about a year before i actually listened to it oh which is silly yeah but it it... was the first single to be released Mm. from this record it came out about eight months before i really like isles i think it's great i think bicep are one of the best electronic groups who are currently operating this fair land and uh yeah atlas is amazing amazing kind of lucid dancey but not too dancey kind of still almost slightly melancholic downbeat house music but yet still very dancey as well which is sort of bicep i would say in something of a nutshell they've got a little bit of a, a darkness to their music but i totally really do like this i think it's ever, ever since that barry can't swim album came out i was like this is the shit i love if i'm gonna listen to electronic music at the moment that kind of slightly downery feeling electronic music electronic house kind of stuff is is really where i'm gonna go it's not like too sugary like a becky hill and it's not too weird and noisy like you know 15 20 years ago when i was listening to or tech crew and 
burials. Yeah, while, and stuff like that. It's like yeah. too. It's a bit much. It's a bit much that. So yeah. I think bicep. They they scratch that particular itch that I want from electronic music at the moment. Um, this song is really really cool. Kind of housey breakbeat. Not an absurdly OTT tempo, but it's got. It's got a touch of the 1990s about it. It's got a touch of the kind of old school about it, which I really, really like. Yeah. I'm, and I think the production is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. It also, by the way, it, uh, it reached number 91 on the singles chart. Well, in 2021. In 2020. Um, 2020. How does that, how does that work? That works out at what? One, one and a half billion streams or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. know how they equate it. I really don't. I, 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 I have I have no idea how they equate yeah. it, but I can tell you the song has been streamed thirty million one hundred ninety three thousand three hundred thirty eight times in the two and a bit years since okay. it was released. Nearly three years since it was released. Right. Uh, well, actually, it's three years since it was released, wasn't it? Yeah. It came out in twenty twenty, but the album version, I should be saying, which came out in twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty one. But yeah, bang into bicep. I think they're really, really good. What, what, are you a fan of this, Gaz? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, rem- I do remember this song from the time. I don't know where I would have. It must have been. It must have been six music. This would have been the sort of tail end of yeah, my dalliance with with six um but i i i love it man this yes the proper bit of me kind of jazzy kind of eastern kind of vibes to it it's lovely that kind of dark but not too dark slightly downery kind of electro music um it's 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 got a slight whiff of you know albums that are bought by people who buy posh coffee machines and john lewis but I like yes. that. That's cool, man. That's like, you know, <laughs> I've got a posh coffee machine. I did buy it in John Lewis, but I do have a posh coffee machine. Uh, go. This is for uh, this is a bit. Of me. It reminds me a little bit of like Vertigo era Groove Armada as well. Yeah, got yeah, little, yeah. yeah. Of, got a little bit of that in it. Not the kind of like like banger banger kind of euphoric kind of. I see you, baby. Not that era of like mm. you know Groove. You know the more kind of like gnarlier, kind of darker, slinkier stuff. But it's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I really, really like it. Yeah, I rate it. I rate them a lot. I think they are good. I think they're kind of one of the... Certainly when when they were nominated for Best Dance Act at the Brits a couple of years ago, and I looked at what they were sort of surrounded by, which, you know, Fred, again, is obviously pretty massive. And again, you know, like Becky Hill, I can't... It it seems weird to come in this week, having last week picked Evacuate the Dance Floor by Cascada, which is... (laughs) <laughs> which is stupid but I'm kind of doing that to almost redress the balance a little bit and going like look you know like not Fair. all dance music and popular dance music yeah. needs to be like this I mean I'm going to see The Prodigy this week again that's a very very different thing and I think you know maybe I, I'm I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody listening per se but I know maybe in the past like, I've spoken to people who are more into guitar and rock music and they go oh dance music is just all the same isn't it well just when you take the last 10 days i mean i i I could have gone to see i didn't manage to go see the streets but going from seeing the streets and then talking about cascada to talking about bicep to go and see the prodigy huge huge difference in in styles from those four artists who ultimately kind of belong somewhere around each other so yeah man uh i i just rate this band very very highly and there were were some reading this year and they were excellent, really, really excellent. Needed to be indoors, really. Late night or indoors would have been much oh, better. Yeah, yeah. But you know, 
not their fault, is it? It's not their fault. It's what it is. I was talking to Alan Day, who put the gig we're about to talk about on, and he said he went to, he's from Jisoo Sonosphere, he works for Kilimanjaro, and he said he saw them in Portugal at like two in the morning wow. at a festival. Perfect. And it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, they go bicep, go and listen to Atlas. If you like that, then you probably like everything they've done. I imagine because yeah, it's fairly similar. Uh, right, let's kind of interlink your song mm. in, and then and and then we can segue into the gig review that we're going to do as well, which would be a laugh, I reckon. I think so. Well, I'm, okay. Well, this kind of I'm I'm kind of going to start at the end of the mm-hmm. gig as mm. to where this song comes in. It's like um, it's a bit like Memento. Yeah, it's exactly like Memento, basically. Mm. Yeah, just with less less hair. <laughs> um, probably about the same amount of tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I reckon less so. Hair. Do you have to wake um, up and go like brush teeth? Yeah, yeah. Do not stuff. do not trust this man. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to get that tattooed on it. I wish I got that tattooed. Yeah, at some point in my yeah. life. Quite hindsight, a few times. hindsight, eh? Do you know they're thinking about remaking Memento? Oh fuck off! Just... I'm not. I'm Why? not. I'm not having that. It's perfect. Why, Why would you do? How that? can you improve on perfection? I'm sorry. What? That is one I... of the greatest films ever made. Yeah, I don't understand what the what is the purpose of remaking that film? What's the pop? It's absolutely oh. pointless. It doesn't make any sense to it's, remake that film. Well, this is what where we're up to now. What can you add to it that would be, in contextually, in this day and age, which would make that film different, which necessitates a remake? There isn't anything. There genuinely, exactly. there literally isn't. Any, oh, what? He's got a mobile phone. What is he yeah. on the telephone? Just yeah. writes it on his phone. Yeah. Well, he gets, well, Google, Google, calendar for himself. He gets Google Calendar reminders every day. Yeah. Or kill, kill the man that beat up your... Yeah. It killed your great. wife. Like, what? Yeah. No. Fuck Don't off. like that, mate. No, like that. This is where we're up to now. We're up to kind of remaking like late 90s, early noughties stuff, you know. Hmm. They're um, they're doing a remake of fucking Mean Girls, man. That got me. That got yes. me booming. Yeah, it's, again. It, they don't, the well, apparently they've done it as a musical. It's just like, why? Just, oh, they did everything. But, musical, even yeah. why to start with? Why are you remaking Mean Girls? It's fucking great. And it's still fresh enough in the memory. That it doesn't need to be remade, really. Yeah, it's it really nearly does. twenty years old, don't it? Mean Girls, I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe longer than that. To be fair, maybe it was like two thousand one or something, which was last no. year. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to start at the Sorry. end of the gig. Okay. Um, I, you know, very kindly got sorted out by um uh, Ross the Singer Symposium um to um not only go to, go into the gig and stuff like that which I'm obviously going to review in a minute but also managed to you know go and have some beers with uh, yeah, no, all the, got rid of all the riffraff <laughs> got rid of all the riffraff get rid that's of me. them that's me by the way I that's you out sorry sorry pal yeah. sorry pal sorry. Um, and yeah we just kind of have a drinks like uh, upstairs on the uh, on the veranda the ballroom veranda makes it sound so much more posh than it actually is yeah um I was, I was standing around. I, I was I was having uh, a lovely little chat with uh, with uh, with Wojtek from uh, Symposium and uh, Beyond Again, and um, he was like, "Gaz, I must introduce you uh, to a very old friend of mine." Gaz, this is uh, John Mitchell. He sings in "It Bites," and I was like, "What?" As in calling all the heroes "It Bites," and he was like, 
Yes! Az I'm your biggest fan! Can <laughs> <laughs> share me hand again? <laughs> and, uh, honestly, he was he was lovely, and literally, it, it, even on like the uh, the train home later, when I was lying in bed, and you know, horrendously hungover the following day, I just had it bites this kind of soul hit going round my head. We're calling all the heroes, burning up again, and you know it's. You know, were they a poor man's Marillion? I mean, yes, I guess. You know, I mean, Virgin, their label just did not know how the fuck to market this band. Were they prog? Were they pop? Were they hard rock? Were they could they be marketed as like a funk band? Um, you know, it's very kind of like like dry and bright kind of a little big eighties production with massive kind of um, you know walls of synth kind of being like the primary kind of instrument when you listen to their uh, their, their stuff live. But you watch live clips, they were a hard rock band. You know, they were just a hard rock band. And when they supported like Robert Plant and people like this, which kind of says like mm. sort of kind of the tours they were getting and the kind of respect they have, I guess, and stuff like that. They, they were a big, you know, they had a lot of fans. It, it was never sort of translated into kind of record sales. I think, I think they're a classic case of like they were massive in Germany. I bet they were fucking huge in Germany. You know, yeah. I mean, you know. I don't. I'm looking at their Wikipedia page right here. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is the only song of theirs I'm yeah. aware of. Yeah, uh, they they got an article in Kerrang from 1986. Bloody hell! Yeah, so bloody I mean, hell! Yeah, Kerrang! Kerrang would have covered them, man, because like Kerrang would kind of champion him like on a Marillion massively. And bon Jovi on the cover, really. Yeah. Say again. Bon Jovi on the cover. Bon Jovi, Warlock. It bites Scorpions, Motorhead, Def Leppard, Vixen, Ozzy, Monsters of Rock, Yeprano Records, and Mail Order. What? Wow. So there you okay. go. That's who they were hanging out with back then. Yeah. That kind of time stamps it for the time, really. Warlock. Mm. Fucking hell. Warlock played them. That was Dorothea Pesh's band, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was, Doro. yeah. Doro, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's it's just it's just wonderful kind of progressive rock art pop, kind of it's so eighties and like their first album, the Big Lad of the Wimble, it's is a really really good album. Mm. You know, it was one of the albums my dad had at the time, um, and I'm actually kind of tempted to kind of buy it again because I was listening to it, um, listening to the album. There's oh, a track, really good tracks called Whole New World, all in red, all in red's great song. But calling all the heroes. I just remember it so much from the time. Like as, it, as it turned out, like, uh, like John Mitchell, the guy who I met, who's singing for them now since they reformed in like 2006, um, he's actually quite a big producer. Like he's produced, like, he does a lot of co-production with, with, with Jason Perry. So he's played bass a and A, didn't he, for a little bit? He did play bass and A as well, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he produced, um, he produced the first Enchikari album, I do believe, or, or at least like co-produced did it. Didn't you know. know. Yeah, I think he's done, you know, Kissing Glass Houses and stuff like that with Jason Perry and stuff. But he was just a lovely, lovely man. Ah, good. Who was chatting up my girlfriend. But that's fine. He was in it bites. It's absolutely fine. Got, got to number six. Got yeah. to number six, this song. Number Big six. Hit. Only hit, really, in the UK, yeah. particularly. I think their second biggest hit is Whole New World. They've got number yeah, 54. Um, I do remember this song. 
definitely do remember this song. Yeah. I never really, I mean, it's again, you know, it's the name. You go, It Bites. And you go, oh yeah, of course. Of course I remember the name because yeah. it was one of those bands that for a little moment when you were first getting into pop music and you were first listening to yeah. you know the radio and you're first yeah. watching top of the pops and actually it was on a now compilation as well so yeah it would have been on a now compilation yeah. like you just sort of remember those songs from the first time you're really sort of becoming invested in pop music i guess and i do remember hearing it and being like oh yeah i know this song and it's funny because you know you think like this getting in kerrang it kind of doesn't really bear any of the hallmarks of the sort of stuff that Kerrang was covering at that time, really, does it? It is much more, I always thought it was much more like a kind of, yeah, like, like a kind of art pop song. Like, I guess, but then I guess Woody been covering, it's got similar DNA with something like Stephen Wilson, I think, right? All that, all that, all that yeah. last Stephen Wilson album that I yeah. really like, the kind of Future Bites album. Yeah, that, definitely, that definitely. So, and it's a but, short jog over to prog rock territory from there, yeah, really, anyway, oh, no, def- But, you know, to be fair, you know, um, Kerrang! in 86, they were covering a lot more of the kind of pop stuff. You know, we've alluded to on the Kate Bush special. Mm-hmm. Kate, Bo- Kate Bush was in Kerrang! a lot of the time. Yeah. Brian Adams, you know, Prince. Rush, Marillion, Prince, uh, Phil Collins, Genesis, Dire Straits, Springsteen. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the all bangles. just... You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Were the bangles in, in Kerrang! Uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they would have been, yeah. I'm pretty sure they would have been. You know. I listened to Eternal Flame the other day. I need to pick that. Oh. Love that song. song. Anyway, sorry, I didn't want to. Oh, so that was Susanna Hoss, probably my first crush. Yeah. I never really got over it. You won't. It's the Walt Lugs and the Gypsum video. It still does it to me now when I see it. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. pr- I'm just literally transfixed. <laughs> oh, I'd oh. like to kiss her. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. I bet it is. Yeah. Now, good song, this. Good song. I don't yeah. really know much more about It Bites. Uh, all I know no, is fair. this song, and I know that one of them were at symposium and a the other day as were we and as that we. is the segue oh seamless i think it's pretty good i like do you yeah. like the way that i always go look at me i did a segue <laughs> it's pathetic you do it every it's time it's pathetic <laughs> like, it's absolutely you wait, you wait for pathetic. someone to go like yeah well done, mate. Well done. it's like a dog doing well a shit yeah, your, yeah on your carpet and then looking at it and being like look Real at me proud bit of proud hey, you wanted me to yeah. do a shit didn't you not on the carpet <laughs> you fucking idiot anyway yeah, we went to go and see Symposium in A. I mean, I I, I want to say that A were great. Yeah. Because they always are. I think I've reviewed yeah, A quite a lot over the yeah. years. Yeah. Played a new song. So, I mean, what can we cover, really? Well, it started with number one, and it didn't sound... The sound was fucking awful when they came on, wasn't it? It, it was. It was. There it took no few, guitars. No, there was nothing. Well, there was no volume. There was nothing. We could mm. literally... I think we were literally talking at this volume where we mm. were standing, and, and we went forward quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was quiet, man. Number one oh. didn't sound very good. No, because of the I think the lack the lack of Mark's guitar uh, really played quite a big part in it. Sort yeah. of sound a bit anemic, and I was like, oh no, sort the fucking sound out. They did. Yeah, they did. To be fair, bad idea yeah. for the second song, wasn't it? Bad idea. Wonderful. I shouted bad idea quite a lot. Bad. Yeah. And uh, they played a new song. They did. Yeah. Hello, Sunshine. Hmm. It was all right. It was all right. It was I don't, all right. It was, it, was, it was all right. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm obviously going to give it the benefit of the doubt for a multitude of fucking reasons. Main one being the sound still wasn't brilliant. Yeah. But, you know, I'd, I'd heard rumours for a while that there is going to be a new A album next year. 
and of course I'm looking for you know I'd be lying to myself if I said I wasn't looking forward to it yeah me too um, I'm, I'd be looking forward to it I mean on this yeah. on that do you know what it reminded me of that song so. reminded me of Dad Vibes by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because the yeah. d- first time I heard Dad Vibes, I was like, there's not a lot mm. going on here, is there really? Yeah. There's not really a lot going on here. And I sort of listened to it the, mm. when I was the first sort of getting up to the chorus, I was like, oh, it's just sort of like a bit of, you know, drums and a bit of kind of keyboardy stuff. And there's mm. not, and then Jason sort of almost rapping a bit. And I was like, it feels a bit naked, this song. I don't know if that's the sound, but it's still, but it just felt a bit naked. And then I the think- chorus was quite good. But yeah, yeah no, it is. It is. I mm. think it's partly. I think it was partly. I do generally think it was partly. And I think partly they. I think they're probably a bit nervous. Probably, yeah. It's a long time since they've done any new. You know, right? you know. Last time they released anything new, it was two thousand five. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. So, you know, um. But yeah, they did everything I wanted. Really, they did somewhere on the underground. They did. I mm-hmm. love Lake Tahoe, which we all we, we, we had. We had a. We had a. Yeah, Monkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. Foghorn. Yeah. Fuck all was great. By that point, by the last like t- three songs of the set, yeah. I think it was something's going on, Foghorn and nothing. The sound was was all right. It was still yep. quiet, but they'd sorted it out. Yeah. And um it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. My 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 throat was pretty much fucked by the, at the end of the A set and I was like, Oh dear. No. One thing I did like good. with Jason as well was yeah. that Rather than a jump the fuck up, which has been done to death, the whole get down and then jump up. And I like love, I love Lake Tahoe. Because a few years ago, they did the, you know, oh, we're all getting old now. Age appropriate walk- mosh pit. Age appropriate walking mosh Wonderful. pit. Yes, very Wonderful. good, good idea. The kind of the the sequel to that is the sit the fuck down, which is you all stand up and then when it kicks in, you sit down. And yeah. actually, I've got to say. That might be worse for my knees because I was sort of knelt there. I was going, "Oh God, yeah." So I'd have jumped the fuck back up now, wouldn't I? Yeah. I'm never going to moan about a jump the fuck up ever again no, because I, I, I take it over and kneel the fuck down. No fucking way am I sitting on that disgusting fucking floor, no. right? So I was kneeling down, which was even worse because my yeah. By by the time it got about halfway through, I love Lake Tahoe. My knees were barking at me, going, "What are you doing, <laughs> you fool?" So, yeah, I just ended up just getting up and looking like a knob. I was like, well, that's my knees, mate. Kid in front of us refused to get down as well. Yeah, so. that annoyed me a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Mate, you're, you're about 25 as well. Yeah. Get down. Yeah. You're 25. Or, or maybe... What, may- what are you doing at a symposium gig? You're 25. Well, maybe some sort of Benjamin Button character and actually he's in his like, mid-60s. He just looks right. really good for his age. Could have been. Like Ian, Could have been. Like Ian Wright. Like Ian. Tie it back into... He scored four goals in that San Marino. He did, yeah. He did. Symposium then. Now look, I'm going to get through my bit quickly enough, right? I've got no skin in the game here, really. Like, I I, I like Symposium. I used to quite like them back in the day. I think I I bought The Answer to Why I Hate You and I bought Fair Weather Friend, I think was the first single. And then I bought One Day at a Time. Is that the name of the first EP? that was the mini album, yeah. The mini the album. Track, the eight track mini album, yeah. And then I got into just heavy things and I sort of forgot about Symposium really. I never really paid that much attention to them post that. So there are a few songs that they played that I was like, Oh, Drink the Sunshine, oh, you know, Fairweather Friend, oh, that's why I hate you, you know. Um oh they did a Beatles cover at the end, 
like they used to. That's all yeah. good. But I don't really... I, I have to admit, I don't really know loads of their material to get that excited about sort of seeing that. So you're the man who's really should be talking about this, not me. <laughs> it was... It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, as it turned out, it was a year to, a year to the day, pretty much, I think, that they did their reunion show last year in Islington, which was fucking incredible. I was amazed. But if anything, Saturday's gig, uh, Saturday just gone, was it was a it was a much better gig. I think they were a bit nervous last year. There was a lot of fucking people, and that is the Islington Assembly Rooms. It was mm-hmm. beyond fucking sold out. It was ramo. Even at the back by the bar, you couldn't fucking move. It was a bit uncomfortable by the end. I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Mm. Um, but it seems to be a kind of different vibe um, when they come on stage um, on Saturday night. Um, yeah, open with Drink the Sunshine, but it's pretty much a similar set to the one they played a year ago. They added a couple of extra ones. I, I, I was just kind of so incredibly happy to see them again really because i i generally thought that you know if if last year with like the the one-off reunion show and uh the best of that came out um if that was it cool you know it was it was just so rewarding to see that there were still like-minded people like me kind of who, who kind of helped this band in such a kind of special place you know um but they were they were fucking they were great on on saturday the, the sound was you know, so much better than A, which was a little bit unfair, I think. Mm. But um, I, I, how they could have got A to sound so fucking wrong, I don't know. But well, <laughs> classic nineties, that is. Um, you know, they played, um, yeah, they played puddles. They played bleach, which was going to be their next single after Killing Position. Yeah, I thought it was, that was fucking great. I always, I always love bleach. I, I, I've had a bootleg copy of Bleach as an MP3 on, um. On uh, on various kind of you know memory cards and stuff. It's now on my phone. I've had that for about twenty years. Um, I, I got it from somewhere uh, online, and back in the day of like dial-up internet, I, I I someone gave me a link for like five unreleased symposium demos, and it took about three days for them to download. But I still own them. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did they did they they did a few B sides. They did Xanthine. They did I'll, I like you. Um, the killer position was great. The end was great. With the, I still like the you know, AK, the one with the big fucking Deftones riff in it. Um, and the, the cover of Hard Day's Night, it was just so much kind of fun. And it was just a kind of, it was just a wonderfully kind of like surreal night, you know, hanging out with old friends, which is always a joy. You know, Mike Collins was there. It's always nice seeing Mike again. Mm-hmm. Um, my mate John come up from, from Hastings, um, mm. uh, you know, seeing young Simon Young was lovely. Um, and then it all started getting a bit surreal. Like Ben Harding from Three Colours Red saw me and was like, Gaz! And that's when my mind started just flapping. It was all a bit weird that a guy from <laughs> Census Things and Three Colours Red recognises me. And then a guy comes up and says, um, oh, are you Gaz off the podcast? That was, yeah... It's all a bit. It's all a bit surreal. And there's someone else come up uh, who'd been chatting to my girlfriend, and that happens to like be a long time listener of my previous pod. It's all a bit strange. All a bit surreal. And then meeting it's yeah, nice, the, man. The, I think it's nice. The, I like. I no, mean, it's, I, it's like, I, I, I weirdly, I weirdly 
garnered some sort of reputation for being an unapproachable shithead for a little while, probably when I was doing <laughs> other podcasts. And uh, I actually quite like. I, I like talking oh, to people. I, I like talking design. to people at gigs. I like talking to people at gigs and not in a like, come up and tell me how good I am at talking about music and then uploading the audio file of me talking on some music onto a podcast platform. Do do that. Wow. But I do like talking to people when they're like, oh, I listened to that and it was good. And you just get chatting about music, which happened on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's nice, man. It's nice. And that's what it's, kind of live gigs are, are good for. Kind of um, no, no, engaging they, in the community, isn't it? I think. They, they really are. And it did take me a long time to start enjoying gigs again, kind of post-pandemic. It really did. It took a lot longer than I thought. But mm. that was that was by by far the most fun I've had uh, probably since I saw ELO at the Birmingham NEC. <laughs> it was nice. Um, and, you know, you was, and I yeah. got to have a couple of beers before so, and during the gig did. as well. Which, you know, we, we obviously, did. most of the time, we see each other through a screen. And, yeah, it's nice to sort of meet up for a couple of hours before and just have a... It was nice. It was, nice. It was like day release, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was nice to go out and... Just have uh, a have a nice then, time, yeah. Yeah, it was a lovely time. Then you know, end of the night, um, we kind of did our me and my girlfriend did our now traditional thing of making sure Ross Cummins from Symposium gets the train last train home and gets off at uh, his stop. It disappears your, into the shadows. Doing your duty for Brit Rock as it a is, as, a, as a founding member of the Britpop Preservation Society Club. Brit Rock Preservation Society, Brit Rock. thank you. And Brit yeah, Pop, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, no, but yeah, yeah Brit yeah. Rock, the Brit Rock Preservation other, other Society. Other people have got that covered, mate. Yeah. Let's be <laughs> yeah. absolutely honest about this. <laughs> yeah. As a, as a kind of, as an important member of the Brit Rock Preservation I'll Society. I'll take that. I'll, I'll happily take one for the team, mate. If it's my turn, yeah, a, yeah you can rely then, on this guy. Yes, you do need yeah. to kind of go and tuck in, tuck Ross in, I think. It's good. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I was, I was chatting to Ross and I was like, look, is, is this going to be it now? And he was like, well... There, there, there might be the kind of the odd gig and stuff every now and again, um, but it's probably going to be it. And I was like, well, if that's the way it's going to go out, that was fucking wonderful. That was mm. wonderful. And I'm glad, you know, because they, they did a gig in Manchester the night before. I'm just glad that, you know, other people got to see it as well. I know that was the problem with the London gig last year. It sold out so fucking quick. Mm. That, and it's obviously a long way for fucking people to go. I get that. You know, I, I sort of feel quite lucky that I live close enough to London to, you know, it's not much of a thing for me. Um, but yeah, if that was kind of the full stop, I'm more than happy with that. All right. Well, good. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought they were pretty good. That's what I say. I'm going to move on because we have a couple of thousand people listening to this episode. I reckon less than 10% of them even know what we're talking about, unfortunately. Fair. No, that's, that's <laughs> absolutely fair. That is absolutely fair. And I and all I could do is apologise. <laughs> no, you don't you have know. to apologise. Oh, well, we're trying I, I, to we'll, educate you in, yeah, yeah, in, well, the, you know. in the, the historical, I, I, in little historical artefacts yeah. from the past that you should yeah. be aware of. What What is this fossil? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. shaped like Jason Perry. Right, shall we talk about <laughs> German politics or this morning? What do you want to talk about first? This morning. Of course you do. Cliff Richard's gone viral. He doesn't even know what that means. Uh, it's not with a <laughs> not with a flesh-eating virus, unfortunately. No. But Richard Richard Cliff. Richard Cliff, that's not his name. Richard Cliff. <laughs> Richard Cliff. The Cliff Richard <laughs> Tribute Act. Cliff Richards made a comment Whoa. on this morning, which you may well have seen. Yeah. He was on the show on Monday, on the 20th of November, to discuss his new memoir, A Head Full of Music. 
and a new album, Cliff with Strings, My Kind of Life. My Kind of Life. My Kind of Life. Michael Barrymore, My Kind of People. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. During the interview with Alison Hammond, who is, you know, a a larger lady. I think she's been very open about that before. She looks good. I'm not saying that she looks bad, but I think that's just a fact. She was asked about the chance that she, uh, if Clifford had ever met Elvis. And he said he had one chance to meet Elvis in his lifetime, but decided not to have a photograph taken with him because he'd put on a lot of weight. He thought, if I'm going to have a photograph taken with him and it's going to be hanging on my refrigerator, he's got to look good. And I put it off. And of course, then he died. (laughs) And then he died. And Alison Hammond just went, we shouldn't have really put it off. directly into Alison Hammond's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Alison Hammond said, should never put it off just because they're a little bit heavier. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, right? The nerve of Cliff Richard to be like, nah, I'm not having a photograph of Elvis. Like, you've nicked his entire act, you prick. You've done a shitty, milk toast, watered down, rubbish version of him for the UK. And you're now going, nah, mate, fucking get on the treadmill and then we'll talk. No, you can fucking have a laugh. Cliff Richard. (laughs) Unbelievable. Like it's bit Elvis giving like the time of day to Cliff Richard, and he's like, "Nah, fucking sort yourself out, chubby." Like, unbelievable, <laughs> Cliff Richard. Yeah. The funny <laughs> thing is, though, right? He doesn't try backpedaling at all, and kind of justify. Oh no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, he just keeps on going and just keeps on going and keeps on going. I mean, I mean, you look at him, man. He don't know what fucking planet he's on, but he looks. He has aged so yeah. much in the last decade five to ten years he is just an old blood blithering idiot who should not be allowed to go on telly to do live interviews anymore it's like fucking watching biden do like biden will start, start talking and says so 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 anyway and it's just like no just just car crash telly He's Carthage. kind of been like this for a long time, though, Clifford. I mean, he's eight, he is eighty-three. I know he's, he's he has had fo- he's had form for this stuff before. I guess. Oh that. yeah, like he is. An, he's been a deeply embarrassing man. I would say my, God. wow, my entire life. I don't remember yeah. a time where I what I didn't find Cliff Richard sort of cringeworthy. No, I suppose I singing was, in Wimbledon, singing in the rain at Wimbledon, the Millennium awful. Prayer, Saviour's Day. Anyway, that Saviour's Day's video is oh. hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I will be putting it on in a couple of weeks. Do my um, definitely. Saviour's Day, mate, is fucking tip top, top notch. I really need, <laughs> I really need your help. Like, um, but, like, but yeah, but Cliff Richard, like, mate, yeah. what are you Z-form. doing? He said, you should, you should take the chance to meet someone you're a fan of, even if they've put weight on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would, mate. If yeah, I'm a would. fan of someone, I'm not a fan of them only when they're thin. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of you, mate. I like the early stuff. I like, yeah. I yeah, like the, 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 like the slimmer stuff. Thin oh. white juke? Yeah. Fats Domino? No. Like, no. do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Cl- clues in the name. <laughs> yeah. Get him away from me. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, Cliff Richard just being just a, a prick. bit of a prick. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bit, bit of a just prick. A bit of a prick. What, what what's what, 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 what so his album is like is it like an S and M kind of thing? Yeah, just is that like what that, he's yeah. done. 
Just yeah. like S and M. Just like it's ending with battery, yeah. Brilliant. Long's <laughs> Devil Woman's on there. Who cares? I'm sure it will be. Must be. And and Carrie. Any of the late seventies, early eighties stuff was actually all right. Carrie's a banger. I will and I, I will not, you know. Carrie doesn't live here anymore. Brilliant. Wide for sound? Legit. Oh yeah, wide for sound. Roller skating around Milton Keynes shopping centre. Yeah. Just <laughs> everything he does is embarrassing. It's everything. always been embarrassing. Everything. everything. And this everything. is particularly embarrassing. This is up there. This right is up, up, there. There. up there. Right yeah. up there. Uh, a German politician has confirmed that ACDC will play Munich's Olympic Stadium next next summer. Yeah. Basically confirming that ACDC are going to be coming to Europe. Which is exciting, right? So that's pretty yeah, exciting. And they're not doing downloads. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're uh, not. Dieter Reiter, the yeah. mayor of Munich, told the Bayerische... Dieter Rita. What? You said Dieter Reiter. Maybe it's Dieter Rita. Mm, well, it's I-E-E-I. Ooh. So it's Dieter Rita. Yeah, Dieter Rita. Continue. Thank you. Right. Told the mayor of Munich, but I appreciate you picking me up on my C. No, I got, I got D in German, GCSE. So, you know, I think I, dro- I, I dropped it before then. Okay, fair. He told the Bayerische Rundfunk reporter Matthias Flaskamp. Matthias. It's not. It's, it's Matthias. Because Matthias would be double T. Or is it Matthias? It's Matthias. Loads of Matthias. No, no, Matthias would be double T. It's Matthias. Matthias. It is. Mate, I know a bit of German. That's, that's Correct me if I'm wrong. I never said you didn't. I never it said you Math- didn't. It might be Matthias. Yeah, it might be Matthias. Now you, now, you, now you put a fucking <laughs> seed of doubt end. into my brain. Yeah. I'm not, Sorry. I'm not Sorry, budging on Flask. I'm not budging. <laughs> I'm not budging on Flaskamp, though. That is what his name is. Right, okay. <laughs> Sounds quite like a, quite an e- Matthias Flaskamp. You sound you yeah. sound a bit evil. Evil, it, yeah, it just sounds evil. It's not his fault. He was told racial this. stereotyping. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, Can't it's do quite that. a kind of harsh sounding language. Yeah. Uh, Angus Young's band will play the city seventy seven thousand three hundred thirty seven capacity Olympia Olympia Stadion on the twelfth of yeah. June twenty twenty four. He said, uh, "I didn't know it was supposed to be a secret." <laughs> <laughs> Are you mental, mate? Well, he's obviously an ACDC fan then. He obviously doesn't know that ACDC never release anything. They will basically release it, release a statement the morning that everyone knows everything. Oh, they must be. Tickets go on sale. They must be furious. They must be livid. I'm sure. I I wouldn't be surprised if they cancel. Like, they're the sort of band that I go, oh, well, we're not going to play it now. Be like Prince. Mm. If you'd done that to Prince, he'd have cancelled that. Yeah, would have done. Yeah, no, no, I can't see that with ACDC. AC no, I could do it. But to be honest, I think everyone really, everyone knew that there was going to be some sort of ACDC tour next year. Yeah, it was never just going to be a one-off gig like that Power Trip show. No. It's never going to be that. You going to uh, go? I'd like to go. I'd like to go. I'd love to go. I'd, I'd actually like prefer to go. to go and see them in like Germany or something than Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think so. Be yeah, me fun. too. Uh, yeah, it would be more be, fun. The crowd would be more. Into, the crowd would be way more into it if you go and watch them in Germany or, um, you know, Spain or something. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be way more into it. But less phones in the air as well. I think. Yeah, 
I, I think you're probably right. I reckon it'd be good. I think that would be good. Um, but yeah, but well, well done, Dieter. No, <laughs> fucking well done, Dieter. You've ruined the surprise now. So yeah. now we're all just speculating. Now we're just waiting for our dates. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolute fool. There you go. Anyway, so let's get on with it. We did this a few weeks ago, about a month or so ago, where we did the box A, B, C game, and we didn't get through even an eighth of all of your suggestions. So just to recap what this actually is, right? Big songs, overplayed songs, songs that have been played multiple, multiple times over the years. The kind of songs that you all know and you all love, stroke, tolerate. Basically... You have three boxes in front of you and the song itself has to go into one of those boxes box a is get it away from me i never want to hear this song played ever again i will slice my ears off if i hear it on the radio or probably probably a better idea just throw the radio away or turn the radio off if you want you to break a radio for no reason not the radio's fault is it b I don't really think about it. I've heard it a lot of times. I wouldn't put it on. But if it comes on, I do find myself going, hmm, I'm going to keep this on. I'm actually really enjoying this. Or box C, goodness me, this is an all-time classic and I revere it as an all-time classic. I love it. I want to hear it again and again and again and again. Imprint it in a microchip in my brain so that it plays on loop. I love it. Those are the three boxes. Does everybody understand the game Good. I'm glad you do. So yeah. I've basically gone back to the original social media posts that we put out on Facebook, on Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. Does anyone call it X? No. Rebranding doesn't work. And on Instagram as well. And I'm going to go through a bunch of them if that's okay. So we'll just do the same sort of things we did last time, Gaz. Go through a handful cool. of these and then we'll be out. Right. Let's start with Loom and Gloom at loom underscore and underscore gloom says i'm not okay by my chemical romance oh um what do you reckon now i put me i put it in box b i think it has has it it, has it been downgraded or upgraded uh upgraded i see the bat the band's actually been upgraded (laughs) really since two, when was Black Parade? Two thousand six. It would have been two thousand six. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It it grated on me a lot that year. All that shit was inescapable. I I just remember, you know, the whole kind of build up to like Black Parade coming out. That oh, we done something different. We really pushed. Yeah, you know, the limits of what a band can do, and uh, and the, you know, and then I I hear I hear the what was, it, what was the title track? Welcome to the Black Parade, and I'm just like, well, it mm-hmm. just sounds like a fucking Another My Chemical Romance song, but nowhere near as good. I, 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 I'm not a fan at all of, of, of that. Teenagers is all right, but the album before, Three Cheers to Street Revenge is... Three Cheers, is, which is, is what legit, this album yeah, is, from, is, sort of is from. modern day classic, man. That is such a good album. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Helena and, you know, there's so many good songs on it. Yeah, it's so brilliant. Good, but Including okay. this one. Yeah, oh, it, it's brilliant. I, I heard, when I do hear it now... It's yeah, you're joining in on that chorus, man. Mm. It's 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 massive. Yeah, it's it's classic. I might actually put it in box C actually now. 
Yeah, I probably will go for box B because I don't really mm. put it on that much and I don't really listen to Mike M that much. But I do think this song is absolutely brilliant. Do you know what? I was in bed the other yeah. day and I was on the phone to my girlfriend and I was like, I had yeah. the TV on, she called. And so I switched over to Kerrang TV just so I could have something on in the background. And this came on and I couldn't... Oh, Kerrang TV, that's a shocker. I know, I was, re- I was like, wow, who would have expected yeah. this and the fucking... Scar tissue. <laughs> yeah, and fucking uh, Fat Lip and all a bunch of other songs that we'll probably go into in a minute. Yeah. Um, and the video came on and I was absolutely transfixed by the video. I think the video yeah, I, is... It's wonderful, dude. Completely amazing. Really, really yeah. amazing. And you yeah. sort of look at that and you go, I, I, I just, you know, I think at the time... I liked My Chemical Romance, right? I yeah. really liked Three yeah, Cheers. I did as well. I really liked Three Cheers. I thought it was great. I played the shit out of it, but I didn't love them as a band in the way that a lot of people loved loved them. I did get quite excited by The Black Parade coming out. And like you, I don't think that's as good an album at all as Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I don't think it is. I think it's got a handful of very good songs in it. I think Dead's really good. I think mm. I think the title track is good. You mentioned Teenagers. I think that's really good as well. Yeah. But I don't think it's a great record in the same way as Three Cheers is genuinely a great record and comfortably no. their best record as far as I'm concerned. No. I would probably... This is bordering on... After hearing it the other day, I was like, I would maybe put that on again. And I think occasionally, it's one of those songs that you might occasionally put on and be like, God, this is this is great. But I don't put it on enough to really it warrant a box C, I don't reckon. So it probably would be box B for me. But when you see it, it just brought back, removed from the context of time, removing myself from you know the hype that surrounded them at the time, I can absolutely see why they were so popular because that oh, video God, yeah. was so exciting i was just like wow they, they they look great they look different they've got so you know like so much effort went into that video and it looked brilliant and it you know and a peep you know that's what teenagers were like at that period of time that's what it's exactly what those kind of awkward teenagers wanted to to kind of hear from their rock musicians and yeah it was the kind of the perfect band at the perfect time it still stands up really really well i think it's excellent probably probably a box b for me though i would say so yeah um tom harvey says here's one for you uh gaz wherever (laughs) you will go by the calling Oh good God! Box A, <laughs> Box A. God. He was born in Box A, born yeah. in captivity, and yeah. there it will stay forever. It's still it, 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 that song is like the the epitome of fucking local. Well, it, well, it's not even fucking local anymore, is it? It's national commercial radio, heart, heart radio. That is the epitome, like. Like years ago, right before I was, um, I was a delivery driver, van driver. I, I was a chef for about six, seven years. Um, and uh, the head chef, she was an horrible, power-tripping bitch. Um, she and she hated music. I just remember that one of our first conversations was like, "Oh, you know, who do you like? You know, what music do you listen to?" She was like, "I don't, I, I hate music. I don't listen to it." I hate right? music. Yeah, I hate music. I was like, well, "We're not going to be friends." And then she turned out she was an absolute bitch as well. So, um. The, the only radio station uh, I, I bought like a new kind of like portable radio, digital portable radio for the kitchen. 
uh, just kind of give me a bit of sanity. The only radio station she would allow us to listen to when she was on shift was Heart. And you'd hear literally the same three songs every hour. It would be fucking uh, Shine, Take That, The Calling, Wherever You, wherever you Will Go, uh, Fucking Sex on Fire, um, you know, like, um, if you're lucky, a George Michael song. Well, no, no, it wouldn't even be George Michael. It'd be Wham, like, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go, you know. Um, uh, like, Backstreet Boys, you know, it would just be the same kind of, like, four or five songs rotating. The Michael Barrymore version. Air. Of Backstreet's back. Of like, course. Yeah, good. Of course. Okay, good. The definitive Phew. version. Phew. Let's be Fucking absolutely honest. Yeah. You know. Let us the that was the only saving. Thing. That was the only good thing Hart ever played. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So for that alone, it's box A. But I, I, it, 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 it's that kind of peak, like, you know, Creed, Nickelback. Yeah, I was like, going to mention pu- Creed. Right. But it's even more fucking sanitized, right? The only redeeming feature that Creed had, right, was fucking um, Mark, what's his name on guitar? Tremonti. Yeah, yeah Tremonti. Fucking shred fucking king, right? You know, modern day Eddie Van Halen. Fucking just a guitar god. You know, in an era where you don't get guitar gods, really. Right? But it was an even more safer, sanitized version of all that y'all. All that y'all in singing through your nose and all that. And you know that like George Formby. No, it's Bring Him Out in Hives. Mm. It was an awful, dog shit, terrible song. Yeah, rubbish. But it was massive. So what do I know? Rubbish. I know? Absolutely rubbish. Rubbish song. Hated it. Couldn't stand it. Can't stand it now. It will be getting a critical reappraisal any minute now because Creed and all of that shit is coming back, isn't it? As you yeah. mentioned yesterday. And the Nickelback, there's a film the, about Nickelback coming out, apparently. I know. The, the, this had sort of passed me by all of this kind of re-evaluating Creed and stuff. And then <laughs> like loads of people got back and was like, yeah, it's a thing, it's a thing. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I'm yeah, really I, glad it wasn't just me that no. had seen all these fucking Can You Take Me Higher videos on Instagram and stuff. It's... When the fuck did it get all right to listen to this shit? Like stained and all this saliva and just dog shit fucking wrestle metal bands. Awful. Mm. Mm. No, 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 no. It doesn't need to be reappraised because it's fucking awful. It's awful. Why is it getting reappraised in this country? We never gave a fine fuck about any of those bands apart from Nickelback for whatever reason. They kind of slipped through the net and Mm. got massive in this country. So box A is what you're saying. Box A. That's fine. Breathe. Daz Greer says, no one knows by the Queens of Stone Age is one of many. Oh. I, I, do you want me, I'll take this one since you've just it, fucking yeah, screamed your brains out for 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I think no one knows is really, really, really good. It's a really good song. The riff is excellent. Bang. That that bouncy kind of weirdly, slightly weirdly time, but yes, very rhythmically satisfying uh, riff is great. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was so impressed by it. I loved it. Really, really loved it. I, I think it might be box A now. I think it might be box A. I genuinely don't think I ever want to hear that song again. I don't really get any enjoyment from it anymore. I, I, when I think about it and I think about how much I loved it when it came out, and how good it is. And it is good. It's a really, really good song. It's undeniably a really, really good song. It has lost quite a lot of potency for me now. I get really a bit like, mm, 
when it comes on when i think of all the queens of stone edge songs that you could listen to <laughs> yeah i don't feel like that about uh the lost art of keeping a secret like which it would be of their big hits for me that is that is their best sort yeah. of big single oh absolutely yeah. unquestionably yeah, that's their, out of all of them yeah yeah and and even i think a few of the, the songs are deaf like go with the flow i'm like i don't think go with the flow is anywhere near as good some of the shit they put out in the aftermath i think they've even put out good singles from like you know I, I, if i had a tail and um smooth sailing little, and stuff like that from little, yeah, sister. little sister like i i think those songs oh. are superior songs yeah. And, yeah, in my so, head yeah, yeah I, in great. my head's great yeah i think yeah. i might put no one knows in box a i'm exactly the same mate at the time um when I've spoken about it before, like yeah, I've always loved Queens. Like when Rated R come out, man, it was just like they were like my absolute favourite band of that time. They were the coolest motherfuckers on the block, man. I adored Rated R, and I was so excited about Songs of Death coming out, and then obviously finding out, oh, you know, we've got a certain Dave Grohl drumming for us now. And I remember when they did, they did like a summer tour um, before the album came out. They did all like the European festivals. I used to play Glastonbury and. Um, what was it Rockham Ring in Germany mm-hmm. and stuff like that? And I remember there was a, um, a, I you know we'd got Sky Digital by this point, so we had MTV Two, and there was like live versions of um, new songs that had yet to be released, like live versions of um, uh, like you know the, the, the title tracks on sort of Death and, and No One Knows and stuff like this, and you could see you know Grohl smacking Ten Shades of Shadow the kit, and it was so fucking rad, it was so amazing. Oh, oh no, there's fucking Lanigan as well. Oh, yeah. oh. God, it's, it's it's fucking too much. And like the album comes out, and I, I was, and I still am, I still am, I still think um, "Songs of Death" is is it's an overrated album. I I really tried with that album, and I was still kind of disappointed with it. And then it got to the point where no one knows kind of kind of went over to like one one of those like half a dozen rock songs quote unquote that Radio 1 would play go oh here we go look we're, we're gonna now play we're gonna play a rock song now it's got a guitar in it here's Queens of the Stone Age because that song became like almost like a meme it became a TikTok song it became an Instagram song it became more fucking famous like a hundred times more famous than that band could ever be even though they fucking headlines you know co-headlined um Reading Reading, and they're obviously going to be headlining, um, you know, download next year. They are one of the headlines download. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but, but this song, I could quite happily now, and even now, I, I, even now, you still see it. Like, um, I get lots of like drum videos on my feeds um, because I'm a frustrated shit drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but even now, I will still see videos of kids like. You know, teenagers, man, like mid-teens, they're 15, 16-year-old girls and boys pl- doing play-alongs with that middle bit of No One Knows, the iconic bit, and all that. And, uh, and I'm like, well, this song does serve a purpose for that because I think kids are still getting into like, rock music. It, can be, it, it will always be a gateway song, I think, for kids to get into rock and roll and yeah. kind of heavier music, rock music, whatever, right? But... I do not want to hear it again. Queens of the Stone Age have so many amazing bulletproof songs. 
that I will happily listen to. I think every one of their other singles, I would happily put in box C. This one is box A. It will always be box A, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a box A for me as well, yeah. unfortunately. And, I, you know, one thing about how much I liked it at the time, don't know. Um, on Instagram, jmc.mediaproductions, I don't think, I think there's, a, there's somebody with a name. I'm not going to click on the actual account because... No then I'd lose where I am in my thing. So I'm not going to do, do that. that. But do that, that is a lot, a lot of suggestions here. So I'll pick out a couple of them. Because <laughs> I think it's got some really good ones here. Regulate by Warren G. Oh, come on. What are you saying? Re- regulators. Mount up. Mount up. <laughs> Boxy. Boxy. It, it was born Boxy. It will always be Boxy. My mate sung it at um, a wedding about... 10 years ago, dressed in uh, uh, a Roger Moore slash Alan Partridge safari suit. Lovely stuff. It just, yeah. So cool. Uh, it's so cool. It's the rhythm is the bass and the bass is the treble. Come on. Chords, we, strings, we String, brings, melodies. melodies, we brings. Melodies. G-funk, where rhythm is life. And life, life is, is rhythm. rhythm. Yeah, Come mate. On. It is an absolutely wicked song. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard that, and what? I was probably it was coming around to a time where I was starting to be a bit like, uh, a bit getting a bit snooty about like guitar music. Oh, I don't want to listen to R and B and the little p- pussy and all that. And I remember hearing that and being like, to be fair, this has got so much going on. I can't, I can't deny this. It's too good. It's undeniable. It's too fucking good. It's just it's such sounded- a great song, and it still sounds amazing today. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Yep. It really does. It was one of those songs like the, yes, it's hip hop, but it had such a kind of sort of party R&B kind of swing to it in a mm. similar sort of way to the like Skilo did. There was a lot of those records at the time. Yeah. Mid nineties, a lot of these kind of records about Montel Jordan. That's another mm. one. You know, this is how we do it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. All, all still sound brilliant and will always kickstart a gas party. Guaranteed. That's box C for life, mate. Okay. Owns the keys. <laughs> it's also said... Virtual Sanity by Jamiroquai. We spoke a little bit about Jamiroquai a little while ago. We have. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't really know about Jamiroquai. I'm not really sure. Back in the day, I had a real kind of like be in my bonnet about Jamiroquai. It's massively... You had a in your bonnet about JK. I had a be in my bonnet about JK, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, like, I was like also like... I, yeah, but I, I also didn't like, you know, the kind of like... I was a bit like, oh, shut up. Get on with it. Write a song. And to be fair, he did. I go back to those songs now, that kind of greatest yeah. hits of Jamiroquai. And those yeah. first couple of albums before, they yep. really, really massively blew up as like a proper mainstream thing. And I am like, yeah, you know, like Return of Space Cowboy, all that is like, is fucking wicked. And seeing that Virtual Insanity video for the first time, I was yeah, like, amazing. holy shit, this is impressive. And as it's still massively, that, like, yeah. so impressive, man. Like, yeah. you know, no kind of camera trickery done. Nope for real with JK kind of being manoeuvred around this yeah. place and him like making a lot of the moves up on the spot. Well, like, it, it was good. the case that the floor didn't move. It was, the, it was the scenery that moved, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Genius. Fucking genius. Yeah. It's so weird. That they, yeah. they managed to do that. So but, clever. So yeah, fucking great. But yeah, um, I would put this in box B now. It probably would. If, cause occasionally I do go, I, I, I might listen to Jamiroquai, but this yeah. wouldn't be like top tippity top 
of the I'd rather listen to a bit of like boom 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 you know you gotta bring him down now she's just a cosmic girl yeah from another yeah I love that yeah and can't hate dance dance yeah. yeah, oh, just so many bangers, man. A lot love of bangers. Fall. Love, fool. Yeah, Yeah, that is good. See, so I actually think it's kind of it's kind of mid for their back catalogue, Virtual Sanity, but it is. it is still fucking great. It's it well is. good. I mean, it's their most famous song. It must be that. Like, get a Spotify up. It must be their most streamed song. It. It's not the biggest. Dad, they only ever had one UK number one single. That was deeper underground. Is it really? So yeah, virtual only... insanity remastered is their biggest song. Two hundred seventy, yeah. sorry, two hundred thirty-seven, two hundred thirty-seven million two hundred eleven thousand one hundred eighty-six plays on the yeah. Spotify's. Their second biggest song. Do you want to guess it? Give you two guesses. Second biggest. Second biggest. Oh fuck. Um, is it? Uh, is it Space Cowboy? It's not. In fact, Space Cowboy is way down. Oh, is it? Way oh. down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I don't know. It could be, it could be it was, uh, Cosmic Girl? Candy? It is Cosmic Girl. And you've Candy. also Cosmic. got the fourth biggest there with Candy, <laughs> which is fucking great. Little L is the one you missed out. That's the third biggest. Little L. Cosmic yeah, Heat. That's a good song. Um... Uh, Cosmic Girl, sorry, Cosmic Heat. That's uh, a little mashup there. That's a mashup to Jamiroquai. Cosmic Heat. <laughs> Cosmic Girl <laughs> has roughly 120 million less streams. 117 million, wow. 449,971. So it's a pretty big gap. And then there's a gap of about 8 million down to Little L. And then there's another gap of about 9, million, or 9 10 million down to, yeah, 10 million actually, down to Karen Heat. And then you go to Seven Days in Sunny June. Yeah, right. uh, You Give Me Something is their, their sixth biggest. Love Philosophy. Brilliant. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Virtue and Sunny again is in the top 10, but just a different version of it. And Space Cowboy is number nine. I'd, yeah, I'd, 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 this would be box B for me. Um, I have no issue when I hear it, and you do hear it a lot. Because mm-hmm. it is their most famous song. It is their most famous song. It is. Um, and it still sounds great. Their greatest hits um, is... Killer. Just a really fucking fun listen. It is mm-hmm. bulletproof. Um, they were never the coolest bands at the time. They really weren't a cool band to go, you know, I listen to Jamiroquai. If you're <laughs> at college or something, you kept that on the DL. That was in my drawer, you know, with Clementine mm-hmm. and shit. But... It's it's it, it, they're they're undeniable fucking pop songs, undeniable bulletproof pop songs, and he's another one. I would fucking I would love to see Jamiroquai live. I would love to see Jamiroquai live, especially now. Yeah, in the middle I of a forest that. with loads of just prosecco and I. Middle, do you know what middle class toffs? This is how much of a fucking idiot I am, right? So I went to see Stevie Wonder and Jamiroquai were main support, and I went off and watched. I was like, I'm gonna go and watch anything else. I'm not watching fucking Jamiroquai. And I probably watched about 15 minutes of Jamiroquai, and I was like, ah, oh, he's mm. getting on my nerves, this guy. And I just I binned it off. Annoying. Anyway, yeah. Sean Brown on Facebook says again, quite a few, quite a few, but one that point that sticks out to me, maybe because I did actually listen to it the other day of my own accord, Buddy Holly by Weezer. I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna go straight away. I'm gonna say this is a box C for me. I'm having it in box C. I love it. I think. I think. I don't. I think. I think it's box B. 
And then I think to myself, bang, bang, knock on the door, little yeah, bit yeah. turn of it. And, and then I go, actually, no, I, I think I probably would put this on. And I don't know if that makes it a box B because when I sort of think about it, I'm going, oh, buddy, Ollie would have played that. But it, I, yeah, maybe because I listened to it the other day, now I'm like, fucking, I love it. Yeah. It's great. Box C. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Box C. It's great. Yeah, box C. It, again, I'd probably be like, yeah, is it box B? But then it gets to the end of the, the end of the solo. That bit, I was like, oh, come on. And you know, even now when I with playing around in my head, it is it's the video, it's the Spike Jones iconic video, man. Yes, Kenosha was Wisconsin's own Weezer. Please try the fish. They're not so good, Al. It's not so good, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's fucking glorious and it's it's the first I, I remember that video being on you know top of the pops the ep, that episode was on recently on the, on the reruns on bbc4 mm-hmm. and it was it was special man you know the, the blue album is a really really special album to me it's another one of my absolute oh yeah i had it on the other standard. day it's amazing. It's still mind-blowing oh, another one that's 30 years old next year it's I fucking know. mind-blowing that album it's incredible and it's why, you know, Pinkerton aside, and probably half of the Green Album, Weezer have done nothing but disappoint me and disappoint me and make me angry, but I will always listen to a new fucking Weezer album because of the fucking Blue Album. It's funny, I was so thinking... Fuck you, Rivers. I was thinking but, this the other day, I was actually oh. listening to a load of, like, the greatest... I was going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play all my favourite Weezer songs yeah. when I was on a train coming back from London. And... Most of them were the Blue Album, right? Yeah, all t- yeah, every, all and, ten of the Blue Album tracks are on there. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I actually there's a bunch of stuff. I was like, there's lots of songs on the Red Album and on the White Album, and yeah. on there's nothing left to lose. Is that what's called? The, there's nothing else to anyway. And Make Believe oh, yeah. and the Green Album, like and yeah, Maladroit as well. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's one or two. Songs. Oh yeah, they're patchy as fuck. But when they're good, they're really really good. And you yeah, just go, thing. ah, you haven't bloody lost it. You just what's, what's that song off the Red Album? Everybody I always liked. Everybody gets dangerous. Every, yeah, that's really Ooh, fun. Uh, everybody get dangerous. dangerous. Everybody. everybody. It's, 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 but, so when Rivers writes a song like that, it actually makes me even more angry because op- he he still gives a fuck and he still can do it. But the opening to that yeah. album is really good. You got trouble. I think Troublemaker's good. I think Pork and Beans yeah. is good. You got that song on it as well. Like it's it's good. It's yeah, good. Yeah, Pork and Beans is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's Pork really good. It's opening to Red album is really good. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, look for me, I it's become like box C. It's box C, and I think the like. Every track on the Blue Album is Block C for me. I think the Blue Album is the best album. I know people will go, oh, Pinkerton's the best one. And it's become like it's a kind be- of... A th- I, I think, I genuinely now I am. I've kind of made my peace with it. I think the Blue Album is better than Pinkerton. It is. I love Pinkerton. Yeah, but I think brilliant. the Blue Album's better than Pinkerton. I think More so. consistent. Well. So. Simon Barrington says, Underworld, Born Slippy, amongst other things. But I thought that was oh. the one that I picked out that I was like, ooh. Slippy. Born Slippy. Box, box C. C. Box C. Box C. Every time. Because it reminds me of one of the greatest summers of my life. Yeah. More than man. anything else. I mean, it probably was a good summer. That, because you it was know, it reminds me it? of, yeah, Euro 96, train mm-hmm. spotting. Mm-hmm. It was a mega summer, man. Mm-hmm. Nebworth. You know, it was unbelievable that summer. Um, So much amazing shit happened. But it's also kind of, you know, soundtracks, Many other kind of nights of euphoric, euphoric 
chemicalness <laughs> in my 20s and 30s. Yeah. Um, it, it's bloody wonderful. I've met Carl a few times. His, his studio is actually on my route, funnily enough. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Over in, uh, yeah, in like, uh, well, an area of Essex. I'm not going to say where. Yeah, don't tell the world. You've got, you got Google. You can find it. You can, you can still um, find it. Yeah, exactly. And he's lovely. I, I met him at a melt, melt banana gig as well. Really? Yeah, that was wow. intense. Yeah. I was just standing there watching them in this, in this, in this pub in Cambridge, the melt banana, just having my face just ripped off. And then it just looked at, you know, looked to my right and there's, there's Carl from Underworld. And I'm like, F-. I was like, all right. <laughs> it's like, all right. Oh, fuck. It's so weird. Yeah. He's fucking, yeah. he's mental. He's lovely. He's lovely as well. Yeah. Really yeah. nice. Met his dad as well. He's really nice. He's quite old, you know, like they're old. They're they in, are. Yeah. I bet that's the thing, you know, Underworld were going, it's not like, oh, oh, Underworld all of a sudden, you know, 1996. I mean, a lot of people did get into, it wasn't just train spotting. I think a lot of people um, got into Underworld he's, because that they, 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 you know, it was, it, it was all the Stone Roses fans at uh, Red Ignited Six. Stone Roses shit show. Everyone fucked off and went and went to watch Underworld, mm. and all of a sudden, you know, d- dropped a pill who's, and just had the best time. Who do you think's <laughs> older, Carl Hyde from Underworld or Ian Wright? We know Ian Wright's sixty. We know Ian Wright's sixty. I know who's going to look younger. Well, it's Ian Wright, isn't it? It's because you know, black don't crack, y'all. And um, um, one man who's taken loads of drugs throughout his entire life, and one exactly who's an, uh, a professional athlete. So exactly, I think that yeah, probably fair. helps as well. Yeah, Carl uh, Hyde. Well, Carl is sixty-six a, years old. Yeah, I was going to say he is older, man. He is. Underworld started in the in the fucking eighties. Yeah, mate. Their first 80s. album's nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, mad. I mean, um, Dub No Bass with My Headman is yeah, that, fucking that amazing. And, I, and look, the album after, Buku Fish. Sec- Buku Fish is my favourite. Yeah, that's good after. as well. No, no, oh. Second Toughest in the Infants is the one with... Oh, with sorry, one, no, that's yeah. Like, that yeah. obviously was like a yeah. huge... But I yeah. think, um, in terms of what box I would put Born Slippy in... I mean, it's so blatantly their biggest song, isn't it? And they are really, really great. Yeah, but they've got that, they've got a lot of bangers, man. They have got a lot of bangers, and I think now I'm at the at the point where I mean, you know, like Born Slippy is their biggest and second biggest. I mean, it's actually not got that many. It's, I would have thought it would have many more listens than that, but it is their biggest song. Uh, yeah. 118 million. It's also their second. The, the radio edit is their second biggest song with 29 million plays. <laughs> their third, Why would you listen to the radio edit? Oh, I don't know. Their third biggest song is Balls. 8 Ball with 13 million plus okay. plays. And yeah, I, uh, look, look, Underworld are fucking great. I think I'd probably yeah. put it in, in box B because it'd be okay. one where I think I've heard it so many times and I think they've got such a big back catalogue that no one really, yeah, no one kind of casually mentions that I would probably go, I'm going to listen to the, you know, the stuff that that is not that, right? Because that's kind of, to a lot of people, they are a one-hit wonder. Like they just are, unfortunately. Yeah. They're considered yeah. a kind of one-hit wonder, which is a shame. They've had a new album, a new, not a new album. They put a new song out a couple of weeks ago as well, which is oh, really? fucking great as well. I know that, really, uh, really the, great. That album last, last year or the year before, that was really good. Yeah, Denver Luna is the name of the song, and it came out on the 18th of October. So yeah, it's about a month Check ago out. that it came out. It's really good, mate. I think you would be well into that. For me, yeah, it's Box B. I would never cuss out born slippy it's too good like it's just too good but 
um, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to listen to it too many times if I'm being completely honest with myself. Fair in it. Luke wants to know. There's a few here. <laughs> quite good. Uh, I'm going to pick Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Wannabe? Yeah. Uh, Box B. Because it's not my favourite Spice Girls song. Mm. It, it, it's If it gets in Box B, it's done very well for itself for, with me. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, really? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, always, I always liked it. Those first few Spice Girls singles, man. Uh, uh, say You'll Be There is way better than uh, one of these. Oh, say You'll Be There and Who Do You Think You Are. They're the two. Yeah. And Mama as well. The, the, all three of those are amazing. Spice um, What's the Spice Up Your Life? What's that even Oh, called? I never liked Spice Up Your Life. Didn't like that. It's annoying. Okay. It's annoying. Uh, Mama is really good as well, isn't it? Yeah, Mama's Fair great. Two Become One. Two Become One's great. Because Wannabe, Wannabe was the perfect choice. Uh... Is it the best of those early singles? No, it's probably the worst of them, but it's the perfect choice as the opening statement for that band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know, agree with that. It, it's kind of hard, you know, could, it, it, would it have had the same kind of like um, uh, impact if they'd really say you'd be there as a single? Fuck no. no. They would just be like, oh, it's just a band who sounds like Eternal, but not as good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of quantify the impact of what the Spice Girls had on music in you know 90, that you know towards the end of the summer 1996 it's fucking it's ridiculous it was like a fucking atom bomb and it kind of killed it you know it, it's one of the many reasons one of the things that killed killed Britpop along with you know Princess Diana dying and, and you know cocaine and mm-hmm. bigger now and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but you know, I do generally think that all of a sudden there was this kind of you know take that split obviously he's 17 to kind of pass their cell by date by this point and it was like there was no girls. There was no girls in bands really. There was Eternal, but they never got massive, massive. No, you know this is before Sugar Babes, before All Saints, and all that. And it was just like, you know, four girls with distinct personalities. And it's just like even that. When I heard it recently on something, I heard it at a wedding, and it was loads of fun at the wedding. Oh, was, yeah. We all, we all still know the fucking. You know, it's like the John Barnes rap, man. We all know the fucking. Yeah. Well, you know, when Mel B comes in spitting the rhymes. Mm. <laughs> Slamming her body down and winding it all around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's box, I, it's, bo- it's box B, man. <sighs> I, I, but my attitude has softened so much towards Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. Uh, completely. I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I think it would now be in box B. For a while, I was like, oh. it was a little period where I didn't actually think the Spice Girls music was very good at all. I think that's probably quite harsh to say that, that you know, like they don't have good pops songs i think they do i just yeah yeah, i was just a bit like yeah kind of they were overplayed and i don't think they're as good as like the best i think if you put the spice girls back catalog next to the take that back catalog that just come thinking like those two kind of tag themselves in the take that back catalog absolutely dismantles it is so much better oh yeah so much better i mean i mean i mean everything the spice girls released like you know not that I, well, I heard an album, but I'm, I'm, in regards to like singles, the four singles they released off that off that first album, they're all fucking brilliant as far as I'm concerned. I'll mm-hmm. go to bat for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I, you know, what was it? Too much. Uh, stop. Spice up your life. I quite nah. like stop. I like stop. 
And then at the end, then the third album, they went all fucking like R&B. Was it Holler? I'm going to make you holler. Yeah. Terrible. It's yeah, awful. That's where it Absolutely gets quite bad. Awful. And, and the you world know, had changed at that point. Yeah, the world had completely changed. And, you know, it, it, it got to the point where like Victoria Beckham's solo singles were better than the Spice Girls singles. Mm. You know. Um, yeah, um, Box B for yeah. me, just about, I think, these days. Declan Ross. Do a couple more and then we'll go. Everlong oh. by Foo Fighters. Do you want me to take this while you ponder? Yeah, yeah, you do it because I'm just like, mm, oh, yeah. It's a box B. It's maybe the epitome of box B, I think, for me. Yeah. Because yeah. it is yeah. a song that I would never, ever, ever consider putting on of my own accord. Almost, oh, almost oh, without, no. almost without question. I would never consider putting Everlong on my stereo. I just don't think I would do that, right? But, if the video comes on telly, <laughs> if it comes on a playlist, if somebody else puts yeah. it on, if I watch Foo Fighters at Glastonbury and they start playing it, it is unquestionably a brilliant song. It is a brilliant song. Like, it, it just is. It's just a really, really great, anthemic, massive, fist-pumping, sing-along, melodic rock, alternative melodic rock song. It, it's really great. The, everything about it is... You know, that little... The drums are great. Dave Grohl. It's a great vocal performance of Dave Grohl. Like, there's so much about it to admire. And I just think, again, it's it's one of those ones I think back, a bit like No One Knows with Foo Fight, uh, with uh, Queen's of Stone Age, where I think back and like the first few times I heard it, I was like, holy shit. And yeah, you know, I, I would admit, I think the kind of its powers have waned a little bit these days. But then I think if you're going to see Foo Fighters and they say this one goes out to Kurt Cobain and and Taylor Hawkins, you would probably end up in floods of tears listening to it, right? Yeah. So, buy a box, it, box B for me. It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because like, we bought, obviously, we both bought Colour and the Shape the week it came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Day it came out. And, yeah, day it came out, exactly, man. I was so, I was so fucking excited. I bought the Monkey Wrench single, fucking loved that. I was addicted to it. Bought the album, Remember he gave five Ks in Kerrang out, you know, obviously album of the year in Kerrang nineteen ninety seven. Um But the, the, you know, the mad thing was like Everlong now has kind of taken on a life absolute life of its own. It's the most kind of it probably is the most famous Foo Fighter song, which is mad, right? Because it was like yeah. the third single released off the album. It was, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even that big. The only people that knew Everlong, right, were the, were, the, were the kind of connoisseur, the proper Foo Fighters fans who listened to the album. And I remember it getting, because it's, it's, it's weird, because it's like, it's like, what, like t- track 10 or something on the album. It's, like, it's tucked away right at the end. Mm. It's weird. Was Hey Johnny you know? Park the second single? No, no, the second single was My Hero. Uh, yeah, of course it was, yeah. Yeah, the video with uh, Fran Style with the, the house yeah. on fire. Fucking, again, fucking amazing. Foo Fighters videos, man, back then. Fuck, mm. you know, there, there, yeah, there's a million reasons why they got massive, and that yeah. was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Everlong, man. You know, the, the I remember the video. It was, you know, it's still fucking. It's a wonder. It's a great, it's a great video. video. It is. It is the best song. It probably is the best song that Dave Grohl's ever written. Well, I think from, from, from a pure songwriting point of view, I'm talking mm. about here, right? Is it a be- it is a beautiful, tender love song. Yeah. Right. Uh, the drumming on it is fucking amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the, 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 the fucking 
you know, because, you know, as we know now, you know, Dave Grohl went back and re-recorded every fucking drum track on that on that album because yeah. William Goldsmith didn't do a good enough job. Nicest guy in rock, eh? Mm, he <laughs> weren't in nineteen ninety seven, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even that. But you know, now again, it is one of those songs. You know, th- those rock songs, quote unquote, that Radio One will play. And I don't like the way the Foo Fighters have done it live for about the last 15, 20 years where it starts off with just Dave. I want it to be like the way it used to be. Just starting with that, with that that guitar riff, man. It was one of the first guitar riffs I learned after I kind of discovered drop D tuning. And it's so much fun to play on guitar. It's great. It's also it's, about 10 million streams away from hitting a billion streams. There you go. Is is it the biggest Foo oh. Fighters song on Spotify? It is. The Pretender. Mad. The Pretender mad is it. three mad. about yeah. three hundred million away from it. Yeah, it's mad. And it was the third single, and it was tucked away at the end of the album. Yeah. Weird how that song became over. I think time, that just obviously. goes to show how good it is. Oh, it's 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 fucking incredible. It is amazing. Mm. You know, even fucking Rick Astley's covered it. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Well, so, what what higher? What more do you need? higher prize could there be than that so for that yeah i mean it's, for a time it would have been box a but mm-hmm. i have kind of softened to it because i've stopped listening to the radio in the past couple of years i think that's why it's now box b because i just don't hear it that often anymore yeah and when i do i'm like yeah it's 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 fucking undeniable it really is it really is right rob johnston he's given us a few i don't want to end on net what was pick okay yeah, Thin Lizzy, the boys are back in town. Are you going to say it or am I? Uh, look, Thick Thin... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I really love Thin Lizzy. Like, they yeah, are same. a great band. Oh, great they're one band. of the best. Oh, they're amazing. One of the best classic rock bands of all yeah. time. Of those kind of school of classic rock bands, they are one of the best. There's a... One of the coolest. So cool, so brilliant, so dexterous as a band. Yep. Phil Lynn is so fucking cool. Like, they're just effortlessly brilliant. Yeah. But Boys Are Back in Town is nowhere near the best Thin Lizzy song. It wouldn't get in... No. On a purely musical level, the Boys Are Back in Town gets nowhere near the conversation of the the finest Thin Lizzy song. I just don't think it does. And maybe I'm sounding like a fucking snob here or whatever. No, but you I, sound like an ex-team rock radio DJ. Like, <laughs> mate, <laughs> yeah, I do. Have, yeah. Is this how you introduced it? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Mate, I'd always play Jailbreak. I'd be like, oh, I'll fucking swap that out for Jailbreak. Definitely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Uh, yeah, I like for me, you know, there's there's just no reason to listen to this song. It's one of those, I think there's just no reason when you've got whiskey in the jar, jailbreak, Banshee, Rosalie, cold sweat, bad reputation, like wild one running back. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many songs that you could pick. Yeah. That, that Chinatown, the rocker. Like, do you know what I mean? Emerald. It's fucking Emerald man. Southbounds. Yeah. Love Southbounds. Don't believe a word. Don't believe a word. Yeah, fucking hell, man. Like, it's that back catalogue is it's ridiculous. Yeah. The only reason to listen to this song is is if you're listening to like Live and Dangerous on vinyl and you don't want to move the lead. That's the only reason to listen to this song. Yeah. The version, fair. the live version on there is actually it's, it is decent. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, 
fucking hell. It, it, it just reeks of best rock album in the world ever, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I just, it's, I it's, just don't... It's smashy, it's smashy and nice, isn't it? It, it you know? absolutely is. It's completely yeah. lost its allure as a dangerous, cool rock yeah. song for me. And it has become like, you know, mullet dads in double denim. Like, it's Jeremy Clarkson made... Yeah. Oh, it's like, like Top Gear. Top gear do you know it? what I mean? And it's, I just, I'm like, no, I just don't... It, but it, but I did feel I did feel like it was dangerous and cool when I was younger when I was getting into all this kind of shit through my dad's oh yeah look it is and I was listening he he had uh, he had the Jailbreak album and the album you know that awesome kind of cartoon fucking mm. album artwork and stuff putting on Boys Back in Town the mad thing is like the band didn't even like that song they didn't even want to put it on fucking Jailbreak they were just they thought it was a stupid little song that had this widdly diddly diddly guitar hook there was no chorus to it they hated it. It was the whoever produced um, the Jailbreak album basically strong on them. They're like, "Are you insane? This is a fucking hit." They didn't and even they were like right. it. Yeah, and they, they were, well, yeah, they were you know, right, you know. But yeah. whatever. But um, you know, all those classic rock bands—they all had one song that has been playing to death. Be that you ain't seen nothing yet. Be that you know you can't get enough by uh, Bad Company. Be that uh, fucking hard. No, what? Rocking over the world, status quo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They all had they all had one. All those seventies classic rock bands, they all had yeah, of one. Course did. Alice Cooper schools out. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Fuck me. I'd never want to hear that again. Awful. Yeah, and well no one's asked you know. about that one, luckily. But good, I thank mean, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that fussed about that either. Alright, last one. Liam Carpenter Robson says Oh no, hang on, sorry, I'm, I'm yeah, box A for me. Oh right, good, yeah. Box I, I, town, so, yeah. I, I figured. I figured. Still on myself clear. He he Said a few, but we'll pick this one. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. <laughs> I think this is an interesting one. Yeah. Because everything we've just said about the boys are back in town. Oh, yeah. overplayed. And oh, it's, it's yeah. so like oh, classic rock. He's and a oh, fucking dairy the, milk the, 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, all of that Phil stuff. Collins. It also applies to In the Air Tonight. It does. And, but yet, and yeah, I'm it's not box, putting it's it. It's a box C for me <laughs> every time. Yes, it's overplayed. Yes, it's used as a fucking meme for people falling into cupboards. Well, you know, to the, <laughs> yeah. to the sound, to the timing yeah. of the down fucking the stairs, yeah. that, that Have you seen that video of that little kid yeah. on his bike going down the hill, piling into the fucking dustbin? <laughs> <laughs> the so drunk good. guy who falls down the stairs. He literally does yeah. it. Oh, don't, 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 yeah. don't, 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 don't. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it box B because I don't okay. put it on. So I guess there's your fucking answer oh, in a lot of ways. See, I, I never actually go, I should put on In the Air Tonight. In fact, I've had numerous different, I wouldn't call them arguments, let's call them disagreements with disagreements. my partner regarding the quality of certain Phil Collins songs. And <gasps> she doesn't think that the ones I think are the best are the best ones. And she does think this is the best one. Or I'm like, look, I'm having, I'm having what, Easy what, Lover and Studio what, what, over this, mate, any day of the week. What, her, she likes in the air tonight yeah but doesn't like she's like studio. i don't think you know kind of what, uh, the, the other hearts? yeah and you know all that kind of stuff like uh, I, uh something happened on the way to heaven come on yeah and all that she's like i don't actually think phil collins is very good but i do think in the air tonight is <gasps> blasphemy really good. yeah well mate chill out you know, like that's <laughs> i've had i've had this conversation where i'm like it's You're gonna a great, have to hold me back mate. It's, it's a great greatest hits i was like you look come on phil collins greatest yeah. hits and she's like nah in the air tonight's good. good everything else 
Um, and I was like, well, even if you know, I know I love you, but you just get. I was like, you love that, don't you? Surely you yeah. love that against all that. Take a look at me now. And she's yeah, like, no, nope, no, nope, easy love. love. She's like, she's like, easy love is uh, all right. Take, take me home. Groovy kind of love. She's not having that. Like, no, just not having it. Just not having it, mate. Not having any of them. I can only apologise. Apart from in the air tonight. What? My girlfriend fucking adores Phil Collins, probably more than me. Mm, bloody hell. Which I thought was pretty fucking rad, because you know, I thought, oh, she's just a few girls he fan. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. A lot of strengths to her, those. Well, I mean, I'll take few girls over Phil Collins, I will say that much. But Yeah, but, you know, not a bad combo, is it? No. Nah. I'd I'll put it in that. box B. I think it's wicked, but again, it's... I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even say it's midfield Collins. I'd say it's like slightly off. It's it's the B tier. If if you've got the gold standard, yeah. there's a couple for me that have the gold standard. I would say against all odds, I love Susudio. I know it's a fucking cheesy. I mean, oh, look, fucking Patrick fucking Bate, amazing. Patrick Bateman. No jacket it? required is his best. Is his best album. Yeah, it's amazing that album. I mean, you know the story. Obviously, you know the story of what in the air tonight was about. Yeah. Obviously, you know. Is yeah, that about, true though? About the paint. Well, no, about the painter. What, you know, the, the guy's like sleep? The painter and decorator who his wife was shacking up with. Yeah. Yeah. And then the first time Phil Collins went on top of the pops to perform. Oh, yeah, the, the paint tonight, pot. In the, little paint yeah. pot. Mm. I Genius. thought you meant because the song's about the man. Oh, I saw the man drowning and I d- you didn't do anything. And yeah, then I saw you. Lay, lay their hands. <sighs> Fucking hell, Phil. Um, layers. Layers. Anyway. He divorced his next wife by fax. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Dems to fact, just to facts, ma'am. Hey, just facts, ma'am. Oh, oh thank you. Die Hard Two. Oh, thank it's you. getting towards Christmas now, isn't it? That was Dragnet, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that was Die Hard Two. It was Dragnet was as well. Ma'am. Oh, oh God, yeah. Totally forgot about that. Film. Yeah, yeah. Right. Boxo. Okay, so. Mm. See you later. That's basically where mm. I was going with that. I was about to do another one, but I was like, actually, we don't have time. I need a wee. Go around my mate's house. For some biscuits, the tin biscuits. So yeah. raw food, raw food only for you now, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> might might be. Uh, hope they're not, not. Hope biscuits, not. are they? No, no they're not. Um, we'll be back next week with more chat. I hope you reviews. enjoy that. Reviews. reviews, loads of reviews. Danny Brown's got a new album. Peter Gabriel's got a new album. Health have got a new album. Uh, Murkish Dave has got a new album. Mm. Helmet have got a new album. There's loads of new albums coming out that we'll be talking yeah. about next Panic week. Panic Station's debut album. Yep. Wonderful. Shout and out. My discovery of the year. Oh, really? Bloody hell. Spoiler. Mm. And then we're into Sorry. Christmas and then we're into New Year stuff. And there's going to be loads of New Year stuff. So it's album of the year, end of year things. That's all happening. So we thought we'd end. This is like a kind of end of termy type deal is what we've done here anyway we'll be Getting back next week <laughs> i've got a played in the sabuto league at my school when i won the cup and i went yeah. into the league and i lost a game and i got so annoyed that i broke the heads off of all my players i was an angry child see you later everyone <laughs> go to patreon.com forward slash two cult pop yeah. and you can sign up to hear me doing an impression of matt berry and telling you more personal things and yeah and a little bit of chat about music as well so enjoy that see you later guys and have a lovely see time you later, mate go on say it love you bye, bye. Last.